with the House of Cards podcast. The show where we break down the art of creative real estate investing. Join us as we dive into the world of real estate with insider tips and tricks for making your investments go further. From buying with no money down to flipping properties for profit, we've got you covered. Plus, stay tuned for expert guest speakers who will share their knowledge and experience in this ever-changing market. So grab a seat and get ready to learn the secrets to success in real estate investing. And now, from Alaska to New York, your hosts, Chris James and Jesse Stanton. Good morning and happy Saturday, guys. Nothing to nothing to start the start the show off like whoa we're live glad nobody glad nobody uh what Angel said oh you were not we're not live on YouTube we got to be because we got we got a few people jumping in on YouTube thank you guys for being here let me see yeah sorry guys uh, we had a couple of people um, we're having technical difficulties on our platforms we, I know we're a little bit late so sorry about that usually we're always on time we appreciate everyone being here. We're just trying to figure out why uh, some of the platforms are not working properly. So <laughs> good morning, good afternoon, and uh, wherever you're at in the world. I know we're watching from like three, uh, from Facebook, YouTube. I know some people are watching on StreamYard Live. Uh, we got, you know, we're on all platforms such as iHeartRadio and Spotify, Apple Music, and so much more, so much more. But we got some phenomenal people that's in the comments. I see your comments. Thank you guys for being here. We got James, Angel, Pansy, Katie. Good to see you, Katie. Angel, good to see you as well. Nicole and all these amazing people. Uh, sorry for the delay. I know we're like 10 minutes behind, but we're glad you're here. We're glad you're here. So <laughs> we got to get our IT department working on this, right? <laughs> this is getting ridiculous. <laughs> oh, I love that. Amazing, amazing. Well, I'm pretty excited for today's topic. We got a lot of responses. Um, a lot of people looking forward to today's show. I'm pretty excited. Really, um, really appreciate uh, everybody being here. Um, Chris, so we're talking today about balancing a business, a parent's swan song, so to speak. And for those of you guys who don't know what a swan song is, I'm very much into, like, I, I loved English when I was growing up. Well, I still do. I love English. It was my favorite class. Matter of fact, I wanted to go be a high school English teacher uh, when, I, when I graduated, but uh, that didn't end up happening. Now, you know, looking at some of these new generations coming in, man, I'm like, man, I don't know if I could go back to high school and hang out, even though I really love English. But uh, I, I, I love the arts. I'm very much into music and writing music and writing poems and writing songs and all that kind of stuff. And I thought this was this was pretty fitting. So let me kind of give everybody some context what led up to this. First of all, I want to give a, a huge shout out to one of my closest and best friends. Um, she's absolutely phenomenal. Her and I were having a conversation earlier this week. And she reached out to me and she was like, Jesse, like, how do you balance a, you know, being a parent, uh, being a spouse, with starting and running and trying to scale a business. Like, it's so crazy. How does that happen? And we had a, a very, a very good conversation back and forth and thought, you know what? I wonder if there's anybody else who would resonate with this. I wonder if there are any other parents or spouses that are having, um, 
similar thoughts like, man, how do I do this? How do I scale a business and be a parent? And, you know, how, what does this balance look like? So anyway, I want to give a huge shout out to Carlin. Carlin, you're amazing. I freaking, I love your face. Um, (laughs) And happy birthday, by the way. It was her birthday yesterday. I hope you had an amazing day. Chris and I wish we were there to celebrate with you, but (laughs) you absolutely make up for that when you come and run this marathon with us in Alaska in June. I'm super excited for if there's anybody else who wants to come and run that marathon with us. uh, Let's go. We're going to, we're going to go run a half marathon in Anchorage and we're going to go camping. We're going to go fishing. We're going to mastermind. We'll probably go door knock a few igloos. What do you think, Chris? <laughs> I think that'd be phenomenal. I really, I'm actually pretty excited about um, going to Alaska. They see just that atmosphere. And, and it's crazy because everyone here about Alaska, they don't, they think this is like this small little um, circular thing, <laughs> but it's just a fact of, I never been to Alaska. I have, I'm actually pretty intrigued what to really expect there. You know, I know Jesse always talk about Alaska, what they do, some of the things he personally do with his family and more so other things to do around there. I think that's going to be pretty neat to see that kind of experience and experiment with like different foods and what they, all the different seafood. And I'm a seafood fanatic, so I'm super, super excited about that. So, you know, I'm definitely going to be eating a lot of seafood when I get there. <laughs> Chris, let me ask you, when we go fishing, bro, when we go fishing, are you, I've had, I've heard uh, a handful of people actually more, more than I would have guessed would say that they love seafood and they are willing, they, they would be willing to go catch a salmon right out of the river and eat it raw. Like, is that you? Like, will you, will you do that? No. <laughs> no, unless I'm on survival. That's the only way. <laughs> mm, okay. uh, we, we definitely got to cook it um, a little bit, uh, whatever that looks like. I eat sushi, right? But at the same time, it really all depends specifically what the what that really looks like. If I'm on like in a game show or, you know, I'm fighting for my life, you know, I'm going to eat every fish I see. That's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> they got to go. Okay. So you're not down with raw salmon right out of the... Like you, you have one salmon on a fishing pole and you got you got another one in your hand that you're just kind of snacking on while you're catching more. That's not you. That is not me. We got not yet. That is the Alaskan experience. So that's part of it. Carlin, if you're watching, this is all part of initiation, by the way. This is all part of coming up and being an Alaskan. So we eat fish while we're catching fish and uh, we, we play with the moose. Everybody here has a pet moose or two. So we're all super excited. But absolutely. Getting into today's topic, balancing a business, a parent's swan song. Now, again, kind of going back, if you guys don't know what a swan song is, a swan song is a a metaphor became popular because it's think of it kind of like a farewell tour, so to speak. Like, like, you know, every you guys for you guys who are into music or watch bands like these bands, they go on tour and they're they're killing it their entire lives, and then they have that farewell tour right right before they retire and they they kind of hang up the cape, so to speak. That's that, that would be the equivalent of kind of what a swan song is. And so swans, right before they die, they sing this most beautiful song that they've ever sung before. And that's kind of known as that swan song. And there's a little bit of foreshadowing that's going into this right now. For those of you guys who are wondering, how do you balance parents and being in a, a business owner? There, there really isn't a balance. This is if for those of you who think that there is a balance, this is your swan song right here. That's what this is about. Now, what we're going to be talking about might upset some people, and I'm okay with that. Hopefully, you appreciate the, the authenticity. But 
hopefully at the same time, you get clarity and relief knowing that if you are a parent or a spouse, throw me in the comments. I want to see how many people that are watching this right now are parents and or spouses, and you guys are, are struggling with trying to figure out how do I balance all this kind of stuff? How do I balance a W-2? How do I balance a family? How do I give time to my spouse and my kids and at the same time to my business partners and the people that we're working with? Can anybody resonate with that? I, Angel said she's a parent and a grandparent. Hmm. Angel, we're like the same age. You're not old enough to be a grandparent. <laughs> Angel had kids when she was like 10. Well, <laughs> like, like she's Angel's extremely young. Extremely. So there's a lot of people in the comments right now that resonate with exactly this. Yeah. Yep. So that's that's those are some of the things we're gonna get we're gonna get into today. So I just wanted to preface with this, plant this seed, if you will, and let everybody know, hey. Get rid of this idea that like the for everybody who's kind of got it in their head that there's kind of this this balancing act. Uh, think of it. I think most people think of balancing a business and a family kind of like a scale. They think of it. Hey, I've got a schedule. They think of it in terms of like a nine to five. Like, hey, I go to work. I work this amount of time, and then once five o'clock hits, like I'm done. It's just family. It's basketball games. I'm off on the weekends. And there's this equal give and, give and take uh, on a scale. Now, I also want to plant this, this uh, metaphor or kind of paint this picture, if you will. Because <clears throat> at the same time, it, it, you can't think of it like two separate things. It's got to be, it's gotta, this is what it has to look like. It's not two different things. This is what it has to look like. Now, think of it, think of it like a rowboat. You guys are here on this on this mainland right now, right? And your goals, the things that you're wanting to do, uh, not only now, but moving forward in the future over the next five years, the next 10 years, 20 years, 50 years, and that whole entire trickle effect down to your family, this is what you're doing right now. Let me know in the comments, how many people are, are, are going to change their, their family tree, their family legacy? It, are you are you guys the first person in your family lineage that is going to change the way that your guys' uh, family since has has thought about relationships, thought about money, thought about balance, thought about accountability? If so, Chris and I are right there with you. We've been there. We're going through it. A couple yeah. of you guys actually probably yeah. as soon as we started the podcast, my one-year-old came and sat on my lap. <laughs> <laughs> it's not it's not an either or guys this isn't like i locked my kids out and and all that kind of stuff so think of it like a rowboat we're in this rowboat now here's here's the challenge i think where a lot of people uh, fall short they end up they they end up in a situation where their partner there there's three different there's three different situations that usually happens when it comes to specifically your spouse now obviously that how, how that relationship is with your spouse when you're building a business, obviously it has that trickle-down effect to the family dynamic as well. So there's three different ways that I see it, what your relationship with your spouse and your business and your family is going to look like. Now imagine, again, we're in that rowboat and we're going this way. You're either going to have a spouse that helps you row that rowboat you're going to have a spouse that sits in the rowboat and doesn't necessarily help paddle. Or you're going to have a spouse that throws an anchor. 
And then when you get when you get tired of fighting that anchor, then that spouse or or significant other or whoever is upset that the boat's not moving. So I want to paint this picture real quick. Those are typically the three different scenarios. I've had tons of people reach out to me and say, hey, Jesse, this is what I'm trying to do, but how do I get my spouse on board? I can resonate with that. Think about how a lot of you guys grew up. Think about how how a lot of you guys grew up thinking about money, thinking about debt, thinking about being rich, thinking about accountability, risks, relationships, balance. I love you guys. I'm a parent balancing as well. I'm dri- driving. Sorry, can't comment too much. I'm breaking generational curses. I love that, Jenny. <laughs> Thank you for being here. I'm just watching the comments. The comments are just blowing up. It looks like we have a lot of parents and spouses in here that can absolutely resonate with trying to figure out what does that family dynamic look like so you can continue scaling and building a business while at the same time giving the attention to your your family and your kids right now as we're live on the air right now my wife is it is it um is at the the hospital working and i've got i've got four kids all under the age of eight so this isn't like an either or i mean if i if i if if i had to schedule uh or chris and i had to schedule this podcast around my wife's fluctuating schedule we'd never be consistent so specifically as a father as a spouse as somebody with young kids What's the alternative here for, for for me? You guys are literally watching it, right? We're live on the air. You guys are watching. You guys will probably hear my kids uh, crying a little bit. Uh, you might hear them fighting. I don't know. Who's to say what, what's going to happen over the next hour? But we're consistent and we're all parents. We're all entrepreneurs. We're all business owners. We're all supportive. We're all loving. We're here to embrace and encourage and raise each other up. Look at this one. Do you push? You push the acres <laughs> off the boat, Mark? I freaking, that's such a great question, bro. I think that's really subjective. But once it comes to that point, when you have a spouse that is an anchor, what do you do? You're at a you you are at a decision now where you have to decide: Am I continuing to go forward, or am I am I stuck? That's only a decision that that you can you can make. Not necessarily you, Mark, but whoever's in that position where they feel like. Their, their wife is throwing an anchor into the, into the water. I totally get it. And it goes back to how, again, how a lot of us were raised to think about all these different things, probably your spouse included. I know for me, as an example, I knew that there was more that I was capable of doing, but I just didn't know what that looked like. I was raised to think that, hey, if you wanted to, if you wanted to make a lot of money, you needed to go to school and to get a degree. You needed to climb the corporate ladder. You need to work 40, 50, 60, 70 hours a week for 40 or 50 years so you can get a nice retirement. That's how I was raised. You know what? That's how my wife was raised as well. So in terms of what we knew and how we understood um, money is made... That, that's been ingrained in both of our heads for the first 28, 29 years of our lives. But then maybe just like a lot of you, I'm scrolling through Facebook one day and I get, I get introduced to other ways of thinking. 
I'm scrolling through YouTube or TikTok or whatever. You see, you know, people talking about creative finance and not needing banks and all these other kind of things. And that starts planting these seeds. <laughs> or, or, this is it, dude. This is it. You guys think this is balanced right now? It's not. But that's exactly what the point I'm trying to get at. There isn't a balance. But you need you need to create that foundation. So you need to start having a conversation, I think, with your spouse. That's where that's where it started for me. Once I started watching, you know, getting into uh, investing and learning more about money and all that kind of stuff, for a lot of us, maybe that's just something that you're kind of doing in your pastime or whether you're at your W-2. And you're like, oh, wow, this is interesting. And then by the time you, you uh, bring it up to your spouse, you've already had a week or a month or months to process this information. And then you expect your spouse to be on the same page with you. So I would encourage everybody to take a second and look at it from their perspective as well. These are all brand new concepts, and you're already on step 10, and they're trying to figure out how to, how to, how to, how to get up st- steps one, one through nine first. One of the things that worked for me, did it, well, does anybody resonate with this? Does anybody feel or... or um, feel like they have a, a, an idea on where they want to go and where they want to do in their business, but they're just not quite sure how to articulate it or find this balance or how to integrate their family. It's, it's challenging. I don't know that there necessarily is a perfect answer for it. What do you think, Chris? My thoughts on this more so is it kind of relates back to mindset. How much are you willing to put first to ensure that your family has a successful life? So they don't have to struggle, whatever that looks like to you. As Jesse stated, we were trained as we are brought up by our families to specifically think that was only set for one way, one direction. And if you could change your family's tree, why not do that? There's going to be some obstacles along the way. There's going to be certain situations where you have to think. Uh, you know, Jesse got four kids. I, you know, he's got a wife. You know, and you know, she's got a, a full-time job as a doctor. So I know that's got to be you know challenging to try to fit both and balance that out. Um, I'm speaking for a, a perspective of me being a single father. Um, so it's a little challenging, right? You know, do I express, you know, my thoughts of what that looks like on a daily basis of the world? No. But at the same time, I'm balancing that. Are there days transparently I feel like, damn, am I being a great father? What does my son really think right now? Have I been neglecting them? It's a lot of different things that go with. It's almost like an emotional roller coaster, right? Like you, you want to do the best for your, your kids and you want them to know that specifically that you're, you're doing all this to ultimately make sure they're taken care of in the long run. But depending on what ages there are, um, that can be challenging, right? And I know Jesse, his kids, um, they're they're not teenagers, right? They're they're younger. I think they're what they're all ten and below, ten below, eight eight and below, yeah, yeah, eight and below. And I got eleven year old, and trying to express to them what that looks like, like, hey, dad is actually trying to do this, this, and this, so you 
can be set for the rest of your life. It can be challenging. So trying to, I think the best way to answer your question is more so try to do the best to involve them as much as possible and or just communicate with them the way you can, whatever that looks like. Let them know like, hey, dad, I actually got to hop on a Zoom right now. Um, give me about half an hour. Sometimes it goes back to time blocking. And a lot of people, we, we, you know, Jesse and I run our business coaching, you know, consults and all that good stuff. We talk to a lot of people who has a lot, a lot of kids. And they said they just don't have time to do this. They don't have time to do that. And I think that's, I'm not going to, I think that's BS. <laughs> I think that's BS because essentially if you go back to your mind, well, just relate it back to your mind. If you really wanted to make it happen, you will. No piss or bust about it. If you really want to leave that nine to five that you're complaining about on a daily basis, you'll make that happen. Because you're going to be doing the same thing six months from now, a year from now, even five years from now, wondering why you're still stressed out. Would you love to wake up and wake up actually at the time you prefer to wake up? Would you like to do anything? Would you like to go and do anything you want to when you want to do it, not when someone tells you to do it? And perfect example, look at that. The little one in the background, Jesse, she's doing what she wants to do. <laughs> I've integrated um, her. <laughs> she's part of the show. <laughs> but, um, you know, more so just balance is going to be very difficult. You're going to have some rough days. You're going to have some days you really can't. You, It's going to be, I, I don't think I found one day specifically. I balanced it out perfect, perfectly. I don't, I can't, I can't remember that. And being a single father is very tough. I don't talk about it a lot, but more so I'm going to be open with you guys for, you know, that could be extremely, extremely, extremely challenging. Trying to run um, multiple businesses, trying to make sure he's taken care of at the same time, make sure I'm being there. Not just physically, more so like emotionally, whatever that looks like for him. You know, I could be present, but what does that really look like to him? And, and, you know, communicate. Do I understand what's going on with the schooling? What Do I understand exactly, like, all the, like, the whole, the, the, everything about him? Like, do I really know what's going on with my son? Or am laser focused on my business too much? There's days I would spend, I wake up around 5 o'clock in the morning and probably don't go to sleep until, kid you not, 2, 3 o'clock in the next, like, the next morning, right? And I'm on, like, 2 or 3 hours of sleep. And Jesse knows this. Um, sometimes he wonder why I'm still up. Like, because... <laughs> He's four hours behind me and he's like, bro, you still up? And I'm like, yes, I, you know, I'm still up. And uh, it's just sometimes I think about it where my son is not really receiving that dad experience, so to speak. And balancing life with their son being a single parent is very challenging. I have a lot more tough, tougher days than more so positive days when it comes to that aspect of my son. Right. And I'm just being transparent. So it just uh, look at people look on a, look, I guess people that look at me, they think I have it like well put together and all that good stuff on the you know, outside, but the inside of things more so this is a thought process that goes to my mind. I'm always smiling. I'm always having a great time. I want to see the best with people, but I'm still balancing and juggling on that daily basis. Like, what does that look like? And I'm, I'm giving my son enough time. Like, would I love to put my phone on Do Not Disturb for like 12 hours a day? 100%. But I know I can't right now because we got several businesses to run. There's days where specifically, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm going to do a half an hour here, do a half an hour there. But it's, in my mind, is that really enough time with my kid? 
So there's a couple of different things that, you know, you, you really can't balance it. It's, you know, you can, the best you can do is integrate them some kind of form. Actually, I think Jesse, it was Jesse or Colin, one of them bought a board game for the kid. I think it was at Creative Finance or something. I can't remember. Was it you or Colin that bought the board game? No, I think Colin yeah. Colin got the board game, but it goes back to I, Tia gave yeah. a good example right here. Tia said, we create a family game where everyone has a part they play within the game. Oh, I like this that. way, there's accountability like and training, so to speak. I think that's phenomenal. I think that's phenomenal, Tia. I really think that's phenomenal. And what you're doing is amazing. If you guys don't know who Tia Campbell is, Peterson, make sure you say to Peterson. Tia Campbell Peterson. <laughs> she's a sub two mastermind student, phenomenal leader. Um, she's leading SoCal over there. So I think she's a phenomenal individual to reach out to. Uh, but yeah, just balancing life in general with your business and your family, that could be challenging. There's no right, there's no right or wrong way to move forward. It's just what works for you. But one thing I just want to gear it back to is just more think about the mindset. Just really think about your mindset. If you really want to change your family tree, there's some sacrifices you're going to make on certain days. And really have to understand that in order to get through that, you have to go through those obstacles. You have to push through. And I see it literally on a daily basis with a lot of individuals I speak with. Perfect example. I was on a Zoom this morning uh, with two young, well, mother and daughter. They just joined the community. Mother and daughter. And I thought that was so neat how the mother and daughter was working together the because they had a common vision. You know, they're both um, integrators, more so got a little bit of visionary um, tendencies, but I thought that was pretty neat to see the mother and daughter join sub two community. They want to learn about TC's process and paperwork and being an uh, effective communicator and also just, just being their self and what that looks like. I think that's phenomenal. They integrated like where they didn't have to separate from each other, but the mother and daughter I don't think I see that kind of duel in a long time, especially in the just they want to run their own TC company as a mother and daughter, mom and daughter. I think that's phenomenal. I think that's phenomenal. They both, you know, they got the same goals, ambitions, dreams. And I think that I think that was pretty unique just to have that conversation this morning with them and what that looks like moving forward as far as their business, their future. And, um, and you know, how Jesse and I are going to be working with them. And I think that was pretty neat just to have that conversation this morning. and. Just, you know, gearing it back to like just kids in general, just communicate with them. Let them know exactly what you are doing as a mom or you are doing as a dad and whatever that looks like. You know, you have to communicate, sometimes overly communicate to your, your kids to let them know. It could change a lot. It could really change a lot because sometimes they think some, you just never know what a kid's thinking, right? Now, these days, they're developing their own personalities. They're doing what they want. They think they're doing what they want to do. It's just it's, The times have definitely changed. Uh, the, um, Joe says the four letters kids use spell love, T-I-M-E. They, they just want your time. A million percent. They want to know that you're there. You, and sometimes you got to do, do a gut check. Ask yourself in the mirror when you wake up, could you, could you do something different? today that you didn't do yesterday to make your son or daughters or whatever that looks like feel that they was a mess. And those are things I go through on a daily basis thinking about like literally like maybe I could have took my son here or maybe I could have spent more time at this specific time. Was I BSing on the phone with this individual uh, because of this, this, and this? It's just a lot of different things. Uh, and again, just but go, goes back to communication. But to answer your initial question, Jesse, I don't think there's a 
perfect way to balance life with your kids, like your business with your um your kids. And you I, got I four. I totally agree, bro. <laughs> you got four. It's, of them, it's, so. it's just it's integration, man. You have to figure out how do you bring them in the ride. How do you get everybody on the canoe, and then how do you get everybody paddling? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I think here, here's the thing. I love Joe. I, if you guys don't know Joe, go partner with Joe. Joe Joe is an amazing individual. He is a, a uh, veteran. Um, thank you for your service, Joe. I, I freaking love this guy. I had the pleasure of meeting him a week or two ago. And he is just such a, a freaking ambitious go-getter and a family guy. I, I love you, brother. Thank you for being here. And I love what you said. Your kids just want your time. That's all they want. And this doesn't have to be when everybody's thinking about this in the context of I've got to balance my 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 business and then I've got to balance my time. It's not like that, guys. You have to integrate that shit. It's one and the only thing. But here's here. Here's something that that everybody, if you're not if you're having a hard time swallowing this pill, then you need to get on board with this. There's going to be shit that you're going to miss. There's going to be basketball games and stuff that you're going to be miss that you're going to miss because there are calls and zooms that you need to take. I, I like I'm I, like I, I'm really surprised of how many people reach out to Chris and I, and we're happy to help anybody and everybody, but they don't want to do the work because it's inconvenient. Their son has a basketball game. You know what? I've missed my son's basketball game too. But here's the difference: most people will not eat shit for two years so that they can feed them and their family sushi for the rest of their lives. That's the freaking pill that everybody in here needs to get on board with. Once you like I, um, Carlin and I, when we were talking earlier in the week, we were talking about obviously a lot of this conversation. How do I balance this? Like if I start working on my business and making calls and I'm in meetings, then obviously like my, my house suffers. Like I've got laundry and stuff I've got to do. I've got dishes that I've got to upkeep. I've got all these other things going on. I get it. I, I totally get it. But you know what? 99% of your problems can be solved with two things. With money and momentum. Okay, let me repeat that again. 99% of your freaking problems will be solved with money and momentum. If you feel like you don't have the time to be able to upkeep your house at the same time, or maybe you're going to have to stay up extra late and you're going to have to be uncomfortable in order to make that shit happen. But you know what? In case you can't have it, your mindset should be, all right, I've got to go cause so much chaos and so much momentum that I can just pay somebody. To help me clean my house, come in once or twice a week and just help clean my house because that time is better spent towards building my business. So I can in turn spend time with my family. But this goes back to all this. This all comes back full circle. Most people will not do that. Most people Absolutely. will not eat shit for two years so they can eat sushi for the rest of their lives. I totally understand and I totally agree with. All your kids want is your freaking time. I totally get it. As a parent, there's if you can avoid missing certain milestones and things like that, um, then why do it? Like I, I totally agree. But again, this isn't an either-or situation. You have to you have to figure out a way, and you got to have conversations 
and set expectations. And you got to make those, make sure those expectations are realistic expectations. I think, I think a lot of problems can be solved with having a very transparent and upfront communication with their spouse and how they want to be included. For me, one of my, one of the first books me and my wife read was called Church Boy to Millionaire. It's an amazing freaking book. Oh my gosh. And I just resonated with it so much because it talks a lot about probably what a lot about, um, or I'm sorry, it talks a lot about a lot of the things that I've personally been through and probably a lot of what you guys have been through or, or just are going through as a parent, as a spouse, and as a business owner. And you know what? It drew a, it, there, there's this big theme that I've seen through a lot of books that I've read. I actually made a post today. I did the math. I've read, uh, say I did the math and then now I forgot. I think I read uh, like 13 or 14 books this year already. And I read like 43 last year. And there's this common theme throughout all of these books for all these people that are successful. And that common theme is this. You will be supported by strangers. I think Napoleon Hill actually, I think this is a Napoleon Hill quote from uh, Think and Grow Rich. I, I think, if I remember right. But he said, basically, your friends and your family will be the reason that you do not succeed. 100%. 100%. So for me, in getting everybody on board to paddle, I had to have a conversation with my wife. I had to start building that foundation and introducing her to different ways of thinking. Thinking about money, thinking about business, thinking about abundance and not scarcity. Actually, you know, as, as I say that, I think that's probably the best way to kind of sum everything up is abundance. If you're worried about missing a you know, dinner with your family or if you're worried about missing a dance recital or a school play, or a basketball game. You're thinking in a very scarcity mindset. There is nothing but abundance, but abundance doesn't come without sacrifice. Do you want to eat sushi the rest of your life, or do you not? As a parent, as a spouse, if that's something you do, then stop fiddle-farting around and get your shit together and just make the sacrifice. Again, Going back, it's not either or, guys. Like like Chris was just talking about, you know, Colin, uh, you know, is playing board games. Uh, Tia is including her family in in games and learning about this kind of stuff. Well, actually, you know, I got a really cool story. Um, once my wife and I started getting into this. Sorry, I'm reading the comments. Ma just throwing me off. Fiddle fart. I'm trying to. I'm trying to watch my mouth, guys. I'm trying to watch my mouth. Um, <laughs> I freaking love you guys. But one of the things that we started doing to include our our kids, we started buying them books. We actually started. Uh, I started a podcast. Not too, well. I guess it was over a little over a year ago, where we did a few episodes about teaching kids about money. And including them in what we're doing. So little things like I started including them in on conversations. My son wants to have a podcast. 
So I don't pay my kids to have, like, I don't pay my kids to do chores now. That's not a thing. They do chores because they live here. But you know what I pay them for? I pay them to read books. I pay them to have those conversations with me. Now think about, again, think about, because Chris is hammering this on the head. It comes down to mindset. Think about how you were raised. Think about how your spouse was raised. Now, I don't know how old you guys' kids are, but obviously I would assume that a lot of the way that your kids are being raised is based on uh, your guys' understanding of the world and about money and relationships and value and all that kind of stuff as well. So we started including our kids in, in reading these books. When I grew up and I got an allowance, I got an allowance from doing my chores. Maybe you guys did as well. And I would go to my dad and I would ask him, hey, dad, can I have 15 bucks to go to the high school basketball or football game tonight? What do you think he said? Yeah, you're going to. Yeah, I need you to go vacuum the house. I need you to do the dishes. I need you to uh, go clean my car, you know, whatever. I had to go trade my time for money. That's how my parents were raised to think about money. That's how I was raised to think about money. I go trade my time for money. So guess what? I start going and and doing all these chores, and then my dad gives me money, and then I can go take that, and I can go to the football game. Let me see in the comments. Is anybody else, was anybody else raised like that? I don't want, as I started this venture, I don't want my kids to think like that. I want to, I want to include them in that rowboat as soon as humanly possible. So the conversations that I'm having with my kids now, I pay them to read books. I pay them to have these conversations. I pay them to learn about money and to learn about debt and to learn about servitude and value. So as they continue getting older, once they want to go to the football game, they're not going to come to dad and say, hey, dad, can I have 10 bucks to go to the football game? Can I go clean your truck? Can I go do this? Can I do that? Go do that. They're going to come to me and they're going to be like, dad, hey, I've got 15 grand, 20 grand. I don't know. Five grand. They might have 500 bucks. I don't know. Maybe they'll have a hundred thousand, <laughs> but they're going to say they're when they need money, their line of thinking isn't, hey, dad, can I go wash your damn car? Their line of thinking is, hey, dad, what do you have for me to invest in? I want to go buy the new 2029 Corvette for my first car. I'm short by however much. What do you have that I can plug my money into? And now they're on autopilot. Their thought from the get-go is I want to invest. I'm not going to trade my time for money. I'm not going to go work for the man. I'm going to go build a business. I'm going to go bring value to people. I'm going to go do dope shit with dope people. And I want to share a story with you guys real quick from doing this. We started doing this a couple years ago. And this was the first time that I had ever seen the results of what we're talking about now manifest in my personal life. Like this is like all of the things that we're talking about right now on how to include your family and, and not necessarily balance, but just integrate your business and your family. And you guys are doing this together. This is the kind of the first time where I saw the 
results of this. And I want to share this with you. It's kind of a neat story. Maybe some of you have, have heard this before. But my my six-year-old, I think was four or no, she was five at the time. She'll be seven this year, but she was five at the time. And we're doing exactly this. Went and bought a went and bought a book. I think the I think the book that we bought at the time was Seven Habits of Highly Effective Teens. There's a book out there. Maybe a lot of you guys have read it. It's called Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. This one is for kids, and it's called Seven Habits of Highly Effective Teens. And it's great because it talks about gratitude. It talks about accountability. It talks about all these amazing things. And as we're going through it, this is, this is kind of what, uh, you know, we start reading it together, and I start asking them questions about it. This is now dinner table conversation for everybody. They're looking for opportunities to go to school and to be of service and to help other people. And my wife was at the hospital one night. This is in the middle. This is winter of 2021, I believe. And my wife was at the hospital. So it's just me and my, my kids at the house. And there was a huge storm. It knocked down semis it was ripping the roof off of our fred meyer the grocery stores were out i mean it was terrible so obviously the power goes out now i don't know how many of you guys have been to alaska during the winter but it's dark (laughs) as shit so you can imagine how dark it is when the power goes out with no light it's a little intimidating especially for a five-year-old. So as this power goes out, we're, we, we're sitting in the living room and we turn on the fireplace and me and my kids are just kind of huddled around the fire. It's the only thing that's somewhat lighting the room and kind of keeping us warm. And right before we go to bed, we do family prayers. And my daughter, my five-year-old, wanted to say the prayers that night. So I said, okay. So she starts the prayers. And guys, I am not I am not making this up. But it was interesting where her mind went throughout having these conversations only after, I don't know, five, six weeks. And here's what she said in her prayer. A five-year-old, guys. She said, Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this power outage. Because it gives me the chance to be brave. I was like, what? Now, before we said this prayer, she was scared. But it was so interesting that that is how my five-year-old daughter thought about what had just happened. She was put into an environment that was extremely uncomfortable She didn't know what to do. She never experienced this before to her recollection. But based on the conversations and things that we were having with our kids and including them in what we are doing, that is where her mindset went when we had that power outage. It wasn't from scarcity anymore. It was from abundance because she knew that she could grow from it. It gives her an opportunity, gives her a chance to be brave. 
Now think about things for a second. I know I'm I know I'm going on here, Chris. I don't mean to monologue oh, you're, here, bro. You're, no, you're good, man. You're good. But think about your rowboat. Go back to your rowboat for a second. Is your entire family chugging away at this? Is your entire family rowing? And you'll give yourself the excuse of, hey, you know what? I I I don't have time because I've got to go to my my kids' basketball game. I've got to go do this. I've got to go to You're giving yourself every fucking excuse in the damn book to not grow your business. But what you're missing is what is the cost of not growing your business? What does that look like? What are you missing out on by not doing this? By not integrating, but instead you're, you're living from a scarcity mindset of trying to find this balance of, well, hey, I can't commit to this, 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 and this today because I've got to go fold towels. Well, you know what? Those towels are going to be there. If anybody's got kids, you know that laundry is nothing that just stops. It's going to keep going. But again, 99% of your problems can be solved with money and momentum. You're looking at the cost of missing a game. What is the cost of missing that meeting? What is the cost of not, 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 uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, what's the cost of missing the opportunity to build that relationship, to do business together, to make money? I like this. Anyway, one. I just wanted to, Plant that seed real quick and, 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 and share a personal experience for some of the things that I've been able to do, some of the things that I've learned from, and how to include my wife and my kids into what I'm doing. And that was the first time where I'd been able to see and look at one of my kids and say, oh my gosh, not only is this sinking in, but they're learning lifelong skills from this. Yeah, I remember you first telling me that um, a couple months ago when that happened. Uh, that's that literally, that literally, <laughs> you just never know what your kids are really interpreting. They're watching your every move, right? They're hearing the way you communicate. You, they're hearing, they just don't say it, right? They just hear everything that you, the mom, dad, whatever that looks like specifically, and you, they're encountering a different father figure. And literally every every day you think about that, you know, you're growing as a father. I'm growing as a father. We're growing as parents. Mothers out there, are, we, you know, I, power to you guys who single mothers, six, five, six kids and still trying to make it work. I think that's phenomenal. And when Jesse first told me that story, um, uh, he called me the day after and told me that what happened. And I thought that was I thought that was amazing. Well, that's like more so like, you know, that's an eye opener, like your kid really. You just never know your kid really um, endorsing. And yeah, I told Jesse up and down. I think that's phenomenal. His kids, his kids are going to be entrepreneurs. No, if it's a bus about that, um, we're going to make that happen. So <laughs> they're going to, and he's already doing it. So, you know, at the age of five, when he told the story about the storm and everything, and guys, just to go back just a little bit, uh, not, I'm not sure if Jesse told you, but about Alaska. So when he say it gets like dark, uh, it's very different from being uh, in the other 48 states. 
you want to explain exactly what you mean far as darkness far as versus summertime yeah yeah if you guys don't know like alaska during the winter time is is dark we don't we don't really see the sun but just the opposite happens during the summertime where you see the sun all the time chris is going to be able to experience this this is going to be sick we're going to be door knocking (laughs) igloos at like 1 30 a.m dude and you're gonna be like holy shit dude it looks like it's noon outside or something <laughs> Look at this. You see all my kids are coming in here right now. Live, guys, live. See, it's it's we're all we just just part of the integration, man. There's no there's no balance. We just cool. You want to say hi? No. Okay. Give me a second. You know what though, Chris? You know what I loved that you said? You said your kids are watching what you're saying. They're watching what you're doing. Now, I don't know about you guys. I'd probably venture a guess just being a parent myself that you have a similar experience. But when I was little, my dad told me, he said, Jesse, you can do anything you want to do. You can be anything you want to be. But you know what? At the same time, were were my parents doing what they told me I could do? Don't be a hypocrite. I remember, I don't remember who I was having a meeting with. This was probably within the last seven or eight months. Having a meeting with somebody. We're actually having a similar conversation to this. You're having trouble finding that time to balance a business and kids. I remember I asked him, I said, do you want your kids to do and be anything? Do you believe that they can do that? And he said, yes, of course. I said, you know what? I'm going to say something you're probably not going to like. But father to father, I believe your kids can too. And by you not doing it, you are being a hypocrite. How are you going to sit there and your kids are watching you? They're listening to you. You're telling your kids you can grow up and do anything and be anything that you want to do in this life. But you are going to sit here and settle. So I just love that you said that, Chris. I just wanted to point that out. Yeah, absolutely. If nothing else, do it because your kids are watching you. They're watching you. They're doing or they're, they're watching you do what you say you're going to do. I just love that, Chris. Thank you for thank you for pointing that out. I think that is just such a huge um, factor in what we're doing. If not for yourself, man, your kids are watching you. I remember yeah, when you we were no. going through when we were going through nursing school. My wife was going through nursing school. And I think that was the hardest time in my marriage. Uh, I was working. Um, I was working full time in the Air Force, and I was going to school full time. We had two kids while she was in nursing school. She had school all throughout the week, and then she had to go do um, clinicals, which are like these 12-hour shifts. She had to go to the hospital and work 12-hour shifts on Saturday and Sunday. So it was the hardest hardest time ever. We're on a single income. I mean, going to Little Caesars, I shit you not. We even we still look back at it like, man, wasn't wasn't that awesome, like going back to Little Caesars, and that was like our big, like, Oh shit, we're getting fancy tonight. Let's go. <laughs> Let's scrounge around. I got five bucks and I've got three dollars in quarters and change. Let's go get some crazy bread. Hell yeah. So it was hard. 
it was extremely difficult. That was the most difficult time in our life. But going through that, when we came up here and we got to Alaska and, um, you know, she, she started working crazy shifts and stuff. It was like, dude, this is, this is easy. This is nothing. I've already been through that. This is nothing compared to what we went through in, in nursing school. But it was interesting because even through nursing school, we had we didn't like we didn't get into investing or entrepreneurship or mindset or anything like that. It was just something that just happened as a byproduct of us going through that, just life. But it was cool because it was extremely hard. And I remember my wife having these conversations like, is it worth it? Is this really what I want to do? Should we should we quit? Should we not? I don't know what to do. Like we've got two kids now and I'm working, I'm gone all the time and you're working and, and, you know, going to school and, um, you know, it came back to what, what Chris said, your kids are watching you like how, and, and how my wife and I were raised, you know, our, our parents told us the same thing. You can do anything and be anything you want to in your life. So with these two kids that we just got done having a nursing school, how could we look at those two little beautiful souls and say, you can do anything you want to in life, but we're going to bitch out because nursing school is hard with everything we have going on. That's how I look at this business. That's how I look at everything. I, I think about that often. And my wife actually had on her, her graduation cap. She wrote, um, oh, what did it say? Hold on, let me think. I, I want to make sure that I get it right. Um, if your dreams don't scare you, they aren't big enough. That's what it was. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Now my daughter's so this is a good, the camera. No, no, you're fine. <laughs> so this is a good question from Derek Taylor. Has creative finance changed your life and or your, your kid's life? So I want to say 100% for me, absolutely. If I was doing, if I was still doing what I was doing three years ago, I'd probably be in the same position um, in the corporate world. Those who don't know, I was in I have a hospitality background. I was a general manager for seven years and director of operations for two. And creative finance, going into that world, having these different options of exit strategies to take down properties and buy them and create this cash flow of monthly passive income, 100%. 100% it changed my, it's still changing my life. Every, every week, every month, every year, or every you know, six months or so, I feel like I'm changing my family's tree slowly but surely and, and i could probably speak for jesse more so is doing the same thing for his kids uh because if think about it we're doing a traditional way of you know going to get your uh license as a real estate agent um that could that could take some time i'm not saying people are not a success not successful successful at it but at the same time if you really think about it you're limiting yourself and you don't want to ever do that one thing that jesse and i are very good at we don't limit ourselves when it comes to you know being fearful and stuff, we we don't, you know, those are good things. You having nerves, fears, and all that good stuff. You need to push through that. Fear is good. Like any, if you face an obstacle, that is okay. You need to face those obstacles to know how to prevent them and or learn from that specific situation. To if you want to be a, a great entrepreneur or leader, you need to understand how to execute and get through it the next time when you start hiring people to put them in their places and more so specifically. Uh, and sorry, Jesse, you know, I didn't mean to speak for you, but no, no, you know, no, no, you're It's just knowing you as a business partner and, um, you know, a friend, I do understand that aspect of you. So to answer that question, Derek, um, 100%, 100%. And look at Angie. Angie's a phenomenal leader within the community. And I know for a fact it's changed her life. She's 
amazing leader, amazing leader. If you guys are not uh, going to her, you know, her live Zooms, I, I think you're missing out transparently. Tia Campbell, another one, raw line. <laughs> and one next month, yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Tia's phenomenal. Uh, the first time I met Tia, a little side note, I, was, <laughs> I met Tia. I think it was, I think it was Vegas. Wasn't I? Can't remember if it was Vegas or was it Arizona? One of the two. I it was Arizona. Tia, Vegas was right yeah. after. Oh yeah, okay. We met at Arizona first, and then uh, Vegas right after. Uh, we met up again, <laughs> want, and then literally, go, go back and bridge that context for a second. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, too, <laughs> too funny. Oh, uh, but yeah. First time I met Tia, her personality, her bubbly personality, the way she interacts with people, the way she communicates, the way she articulates herself, the way just she keeps up with herself, just the way she is. I like it. I like gravitated towards that like immediately. Like I knew for a fact I wanted to be Tia's friend. I wanted to get to know exactly how can I provide value to Tia due, due to the fact of who she is. If you ever meet her, she's always smiling. She's always bubbly. She's always having a great time. But at the same time, she, she means business. She can easily shut it off and understand that business needs to get done. And I love that. A lot of people can't do that and shut it off. Now that people can't separate. But Tia can. And I love that about her. So I appreciate Tia, our friendship, and um, Jesse and I. We talk about you all the time. Um, you're amazing, and in a good way, not a bad way. <laughs> Tia is, um, is an amazing leader, dude. She's she's a leader of men for sure, man. She is she's a leader of leaders. She's awesome. She's also my accountability buddy. So I love you, Tia. Thank you. There you go. There you go. But go follow yeah, her. Let's see. But no, just gearing it back to you know we appreciate everyone. That's in the comments. You know, you sh you sh show support week after week, and um, you know when Jesse and Carlin was having that conversation, and um, you know, then Jesse gave me a call about it. I was like, "This is phenomenal. This is phenomenal." Like people are, you know, we're kind of just opening the floodgates. You know, if you want to know more about us, about our kids, and all that good stuff, like we're kind of just opening the door. Like this is actually raw footage of what we actually go through on a daily basis. Me being a single father, I, I would never say it's easy. I would never say it's easy. It is not easy. I have my obstacles on a daily basis. And I'm pretty sure Jesse does. And then trying to balance that out, I, I'm still trying to balance it out. Jesse is still trying to balance it out. But we know for a fact, within a couple of years, it will all come together. So, you know, again, you know, we definitely appreciate everyone that's watching. We're streaming on, you know, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and different platforms. Don't forget to follow us as well. You know, we're on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music. Uh, we're we're on a lot of different platforms. If you guys want to reach out, feel free to reach out to us anytime. We're always here. If you want to um, jump on the Zoom, we can do that as well. Uh also, Jesse, you know, Jesse, he got an army. You know, he, he's he got more to, than I got. He got a whole army over there. Four kids, 18 dogs, and 18 mooses. And <laughs> meese. A, a lot of shit over we there. We call but... them up here. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but more so, I'm super, super excited that, you know, I'm actually going to be seeing Alaska. So I'm, <laughs> I'm actually not mentally prepared, but I don't think, I don't think I'm prepared. 
transparently. I don't know. I don't know what to wear up there. I don't know if I go into negative 28 degrees weather and what that looks like. The only thing you got to worry about, dude, these mosquitoes up here are like dinosaurs. So make sure you you bring your jungle gear. You got a, a face net to go over your hat and uh, maybe a rifle and a hunting license for these things, man. They are huge. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Jesse, any final thoughts? Yeah. Uh, thank you guys for being, if you guys, do you guys have any questions in the comments, anything that, I mean, hopefully, hopefully you guys here, do me a favor real quick. If you guys have any questions, throw them in the comments, but if you got, if you got value or you learned something from today, maybe it helped gave you some clarity. Maybe it helped gave you some relief knowing that, Hey, you know what? I'm not the only one that's trying to figure this out. <laughs> Jesse's over there. His kids are popping all over the zoom. Guess what? We still, we still, we're still going, man. And you know what? It happens even when we're on seller calls. More often than not, I've got to apologize to the seller because they can hear my my kids in the background. But you know what? At the same time, that kind of helps me, you know, because I come off less salesy and, uh, you know, more like a human being. So they're like, oh, you know what? Totally get it, man. Like this guy. So don't don't be afraid to feel like when you come home or you're having trouble making calls, you're having trouble getting into Zooms or whatever, that it's got to be a space where your kids don't have access to. I mean, that would be nice. Don't be disruptive, obviously. Hopefully my kids popping in here wasn't disruptive, but it's just, we're all parents guys. There's nothing but abundance. There's nothing but a love. We're all in this together. You know, we're all riding this much bigger Titanic boat of parents and entrepreneurship and spouses together. Jesse, so hopefully, oops, sorry. Bigger pardon. You want to answer that question question for Derek? Are you guys doing deals together? Like are Chris and I doing deals together? I'm, I, I'm not quite sure. That's how I'm interpreting the, the question. Am I missing it? I believe so. Um, I think that he's asking, uh, Derek, Jesse and I, are, we're business partners. So yes, we are doing deals together. We are doing deals together. Chris, it's great to see you in here, man. Um, haven't sp- spoke to you. We got to definitely catch up. And we haven't spoken in a while. I know you're, um, we're working on some other things with, uh, with you personally, but more so, yeah, we definitely got to catch up, man. Hope all is well. Angel, thank you. I really appreciate it. If you guys, Angel Miller is freaking amazing. She's amazing on the phone. She's amazing and loving individual. I'm very grateful for your friendship, Angel. Thank you for being here. Um, Yeah, if you guys, the only thing that Chris and I would ask, please, if you got value from this, please screenshot it. Go share it. Go tell a friend. Go refer somebody. Um, That would honestly just mean the world for Chris and I. Uh, we appreciate everybody being here. Thank you. I know this is in the middle of the day on a Saturday and you guys could be on the phone hammering, you know, seller calls and in other meetings and you guys are spending some time with here. So I just, I, I want to take a second to just express on behalf of Chris and I, our, our gratitude uh, for being here and for you guys' love and your support. We love you guys. Um, we appreciate you guys. We, anything that you guys need, please let us know. Anything that you guys need, please feel free to reach out. Please do not hesitate to reach out. We want to connect with you guys. We, Chris and I have a Calendly link. If you guys would like to schedule a call, we're always, we, we have calls every single day. Uh, we have two calls a day. We visit with two people every single day. We're trying to grow our network. If you guys are lenders, if you guys uh, need help on deals, if you guys you know just want to connect to see where we can align and make some money together, please, please reach out. Uh, Chris and I, as you guys, as you can see on the the bottom, there's a, a scrolling thing right there on the bottom. Join our Facebook group. 
the House of Cards with Chris James and Jesse Stanton. We have a Facebook group. Get in there and join it. We've got some really neat things that are coming up. Uh, actually, this week, as a matter of fact, we're going to be doing seller Super calls, underwriting, uh, a lot of things. We're even doing a book club. And this book club is no ordinary book club. Oh, no, this is going to be a super duper freaking awesome book club centered around mindset and entrepreneurship and parenting and uh, just all the all the things, man, building skills, lifting and growing and, and uh, bringing each other up. And if that's something that you guys would love to be a part of, please go over to our Facebook group because that's the only place that we're going to be having this. Please go into our Facebook group and make a post if you guys would love to be in that. I think we're going to try to kick that off this week, probably have a meeting on Friday for our first book club meeting. So again, if that's something you guys love to be a part of, we'd love to have you, but go over to the Facebook group and make a post so we know who to include in those in that in that Zoom meeting for this coming Friday. But it's going to be awesome, man. We're going to have a lot of fun, and uh, I love you guys. Thank you again. Nothing but abundance and love here. There, there's so much room for all of us to win and, and do things together and make money. So let's get on it. Let's be intentional with our time. And so um, like, we, like we have two final questions here. Yeah. Out of context of this episode, which is amazing. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate that. I want to start raising capital. As someone who didn't do any deals yet, what advice can you give? To start raising capital means you need to start building relationships. So just to keep keep this to a condensed, short version, what I would do if I was in your position, literally, actually, just what I got done telling you guys. I have, Chris and I have a Calendly account, and we, we use that link to meet and network with other people. So Alexa, I would go create a Calendly account if you don't have one. Calendly, like calendar, but L-Y, in case you haven't heard of it. Calendly, go create that account. And when you create that account, you're going to be able to select whatever times you're going to be available. Monday through Friday or Sunday through Saturday or seven days a week, five days a week, two, two, three days a week, whatever that is, an hour, half hour three times a week, whatever that looks like. You can pick your own schedule and how you want to organize it. And I would start finding other people to connect with and start filling your Calendly up. Start reaching out and, and building relationships with people um, who, who uh, you know, are looking to do more in real estate. And that's where I would start. Raising private capital is all about relationships. Again, I, I don't want to go on this long tangent, but there's that's one of the main differences. A lot of differences between hard money and private money. So you got hard money and private money. Hard money is purely just transactional. Private money is relationship based. Chris and I get a lot of people who reach out to us and they're like, Hey, do you guys have any private money lenders? We do. Yes. We have private money lenders, but they lend <laughs> us because of our relationship with them. It's not like a, yeah, I know somebody who can do this. That's not how private money typically works. They want to have those relationships. So if you are somebody who is posting on Facebook, not, not necessarily you, Alexa, but just anybody watching this or will be watching this, if you post on Facebook, hey, I'm looking for a private money lender, need 50000 I know a lot of private money lenders who specifically told me this exact scenario. They see that shit and they just keep scrolling. Yeah. Because it's not transactional for them. They want a relationship with somebody. So if you want to start ra raising private capital, I think Calendly is a great place to start. Because it'll, it'll be what keeps you consistent. It's not just, hey, I've got time for this today, and I've got another time at the end of the week, and I've got maybe something in two weeks from now I can get on another Zoom with somebody. Like Calendly is something that's going to keep you consistent, and you can tailor it to your schedule. It's on your time. Absolutely. You know, the, I think it's well said, man. And um, not just that, Alexa, we're, we're going to be bringing in private, our, some of our private uh, 
capital lenders. We're going to bring in a loan officer. Those who don't know, we have a lending division within our company, which is called Third Mind REI. Uh, that's thirdmindrei.com specifically. Uh, we do have a, you know, we can offer many, many loans, such as short-term rental, rental loans, uh, commercial loans, bridge loans. Uh, we can offer all that. And some of the qualifications should be on our, right, our website. You just got to double check with the IT team. But more so, everything should be updated. But yes, all our qualifications as um, far as like loan or lending division is right on our website. So also, we can always put you in touch with that loan officer specifically to have that conversation, what that looks like. And of course, you know, it's going to be a vetting process to ensure that, you know, we can receive the money back and, and what that looks like as far as a monthly or, you know, six months or a year, whatever that specific may look like. But that is, you know, a resource we can um, you can utilize. Um, if you got any questions, concerns, or anything like that, just feel free to reach out to us. Uh, we want to make sure everyone around us, you know, can be successful um, and succeed in whatever that looks like. Because everyone has a true, a, a different meaning of what success means. So uh, we're here for you, whatever that looks like. We thank everyone for being here. And again, don't forget to join our Facebook group, um, The House of Cars with Chris James and Jesse Stanton. And don't forget to subscribe for, on our podcast on Spotify uh, or whatever your favorite podcast may be. Uh, we truly, truly appreciate it. Angie, thanks again for being here. Julie, I just saw Julie pop up. <laughs> <laughs> Julie is amazing. <laughs> Good to see everyone. Until next time. Um, and again, look, look forward to a lot of spe special guests coming on um, to speak about a lot of different things, such as private money lending. Such as you know, network taxes. Such as yeah, taxes. Corporate structure. Yeah, we have a, a lot of things that's going to be happening over the next couple of months, and you guys, uh, we want to make sure we provide this value to you guys and ensure that you guys have that resource. So we appreciate you guys. Until next time, uh, we'll be here next Saturday, same time, one thirty Eastern st Standard Time. I know Jesse's on his own time zone over there, but <laughs> Eastern <laughs> Standard Time, one thirty. Thank you, guys. Thanks for listening to the House of Cards podcast with Chris James and Jesse Stanton. We hope you've enjoyed this episode and have learned something new about real estate investing. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram for more tips and tricks. And don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode.